Welcome to another Acoustic Alternatives. I'm John Bomarito. Many thanks to Grove Studios in Ypsilanti for opening up their podcast studio, which is a rentable space for folks who uh, want to do podcasts of their own. Maybe you're a band and you're looking for a place to do band practice. There's a band that's doing that just down the hall today. And there's a couple of other rooms, too, to uh, check out for Grove Studios. I'm here with a, an old friend of mine, and she's not even that old, but uh, I've known her for good portion of her adult life. Mm-hmm. Olivia Deer is my yeah. guest on Acoustic Alternatives. Hello. Hi. We are old friends. You're old friends. I would Were you say. 17 when I met you? I think younger, actually. I don't think I could drive at the time, or no. I had my license yet. So maybe just turning 16 or 15. It's crazy, because yeah. you've, been, you've been doing this for a decade already. And yeah, I guess so. <laughs> we're we're going to sing your praises and talk about some of the things you've done. Oh, um, please don't. <laughs> oh, I, I, I have to. I mean, that's okay. part of what we're going to do. I try to decide if I should have you start with a song. I think I will. Okay. So we're not going to jump into how you're, uh, how you got to where this. I don't know what songs you're doing yet, but let's do a song. Olivia Deer is here on acoustic alternatives. What would you like to start with? Normally, I would ask you for a request, but it's like not playing shows for, you know, a year <laughs> of your so life long. is the scariest thing as a musician because it's almost like you, your songs become muscle memory. Yeah. So now I've got a solid. Five songs I can choose from Go that I still it. know. Do all five of them. So I'm going to do those ones. Um, I'm going to do uh, Halfway, because I think that's one that you like. Uh, God, I love this song. <clears throat> and that's going to be my next single. So, Perfect. Let's do it. Halfway. 
can't spell it out if we care it can hold on if we've got nothing now we're nothing i'm not sure what i want but it's sure not this i'm not sure what i want but it's sure not this wasn't sure what i wanted but now i know that it's you too late to come to Cause I can't love you halfway You can't hold me that way We can't fall in halfway Can't spell it out if we don't speak Can't hold on, hold on I can't love you Hold me halfway. We can't fall in halfway. Can't spell it out if we can't read, can't hold on if we've got nothing. Now we're nothing. Give me something. new single from Olivia Deer. It's called Halfway on Acoustic Alternatives, a song that will be released. I don't know exactly when. Do you know when? February. I can't say the date. Okay. Because I don't like, I don't know. (laughs) I get in trouble for saying dates and then not sticking to them. Don't say the date. Well, we're going to back up in history, but I want to talk about that song first because you've been in the same relationship for the entire time I've known you. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, and (laughs) I don't know how you write a song like that when you're Talking about, yeah, well, what, what, yeah. what feels like it feels like you're trying to break up with somebody but remain their friend, yeah, and and, and that's something I've been through in my life more than once, yeah, and it, it, that's why the song means something to me. It means so so much. It's hard to hear it and go, God, I know exactly what that feels like. But then I'm thinking, you don't. <laughs> I well, mean, maybe you do. But. I mean, weirdly enough, I think I think everybody has a lot. Like, I think every single person I've met in in, in the universe has a great deal of empathy, and whether or not how that how they reflect that, how they act on that empathy is totally different. Um, but I most of my songs aren't about my own experiences, and that's just the way that. It, it goes because when I write about my own experiences, I don't tell the truth. <laughs> so, I mean, like, it's just, it's really hard to just like, it's like writing your diary and singing it to people. And I think that can be really powerful. But I also think that my best work is when I can look at somebody else's situation and go, holy moly, I've felt that in some form, you know, I've, I've been with somebody for almost 10 years now, I guess. And <laughs> we are old. Um, but there are times where I was singing that song, that song just now, and I was hearing, um, uh, um, what's the, and no one's got clean hands. Why we dig in anyway? And I'm like, I feel that right now. I think we were just fighting before I left. And I'm like, why do we do these things to the people that we love? Like, I'm. It's not about me. It's about a friend who went through an awful, awful divorce. Um, but, but yeah, everybody can fe- relate to something, and I think that's the power of it. People take it and they make it their own. You know? well, that's the mark of a good song. You've written something that isn't even your own experience, but I, I can relate to it as, oh, as something, oh. and it just it, it makes me, I mean... I'm sorry that you can relate to it, me but too. I'm glad that you 
that you can, if that makes any sense. It's been one of those years, and I'm surprised I, d I didn't cry because something <laughs> something in my emotional psyche has been turned on in a way that I'm I'm like I should have bought stock in Kleenex a year ago. Seriously, yeah. I mean, it just everything's affecting me more emotionally than it ever has before. I get that, which is weird. But. I think it's either one extreme or the other. Like I found myself, it goes like one one week to the other. Uh, one week I cannot stop crying at everything. <laughs> And then the next, I'm like, I feel nothing. And yeah. I just think there's so much to feel yeah. and to think about right now. And, right, <laughs> right. That, that you're like, let's not pick one. Yeah, let's no. just, you know. Yeah. Uh, so you just got to let yourself feel whatever it, or don't feel whatever it is, you know. Well, anyway, new single coming soon. Check out that. All right, so let's back up. Let's <laughs> let's give people like, how did you get here? Yeah. You started your career with your birth name, which is Millershin. For yeah. some reason, you think that's a mouthful, but Love it's not. Yeah. It's not. Millershin is Mizzle easy to Schmidt. say. Schmidt. It's not Mizzle Schmidt. Millershin is easy to say. <laughs> Miller's chin, as you yes. always used to say. Yep. And you had your first single at 14, or is that when you just started playing out? I think I had my first out, my first EP out at 14. It was called Planted. It's now... Um, secretive it's not even it's nowhere to be found i've got it you have it yeah you gave it to me when i met you oh gosh why <laughs> i was 14 yeah when i, I made know, that but it's good yes i saw promise i mean well you were the only person <laughs> i was not the only person i wasn't even the first radio visit you made i was like your second or third but yeah maybe one that gave you more support i have no idea but yes. that's not the point um do you remember the first song you wrote the first song ever yeah. was i want to grow old with you oh that's your first song ever yeah um yeah I was messing around with it at school. I was messing around with a ukulele, um, and I, I was I, I thought, oh, this is going to be easy. I can just write songs now that I play an instrument. <laughs> and uh, I went into school and was bragging to my friend Hannah, and I said, oh, you know, I'm writing songs now. And she was like, no, you're not. She knew that I was a liar. <laughs> and I was like, I'm totally writing songs now. And she said, can you write a song about anything? And I said, of course I can. She said, what about pickles? I'm like, nope. <laughs> and she said, well, what about elderly people? And I said, oh, yeah, I can do that. Sorry, I forgot to put my mask back on. So I went home and I Googled, uh, what do elderly people do? <laughs> elderly people do. And I came up with, uh, I want to grow with you. And I've actually played that song at a wedding before. So the first yeah. song you've ever written, I've DJed a wedding and played I've it. I've sung it at probably 200 weddings. Yeah, it's great. I love weddings, too. So I'm like, hey, why not? Pretty good start for a career. Yeah, little and, kid. <laughs> I know. And and uh, you've, you've had some pretty... Cool things happen to you along the way, which we'll get to in our conversation. So if that's the first song you wrote, what is the newest song you've written? The most recent one, um, I write a lot of hooks, like a lot of choruses. They're just ideas, starts to songs. So I wrote one last week about, um, I, it's, only, it's just like 30 seconds. I, I wanted to show it to you, but I but it's just 30 seconds. Well, it's okay. We'll just play 30 seconds and we'll tell people it's not a whole song. Do you, you want me to? Sure, why not? Right now? Yeah, why not? We're going off. Okay, this is a, it's a, I wrote it on New Year's Eve because um, I was feeling super emotional about how um, everybody was feeling emotional about how I feel like, I, even though I did so much, I feel like I wasted an entire year of my life, but there wasn't really much that I could do no, about it. There so. Wasn't. So, mask now, if you're singing. Oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Unmask, demask, remask. That's good. Yeah, okay. I think it goes like this. I'll do better when I'm older. Second quarter, oh. But I waste another night, get wasted, say. I try it. Lying to myself for saving sake It's like living on a shelf for one whole year 
that's <laughs> the idea. Can't see me smiling, but I'm smiling because oh, I mean it's 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 a that's an Olivia tune for yeah, sure. Yeah, thanks. Sounds like you. It sounds like something I would enjoy hearing the full song of. Yeah, I just started the verses, but I don't want to give them away because they no, might be garbage. That's right okay. Now. <laughs> All right, so so you're multi-talented as far as what you can play. Which do you prefer to write on? Ukulele, piano, guitar? It's changed over the years. Definitely piano now. Um, I just think it's so much more space for me. Guitar is like when you stop playing it for a little while. It's not only uncomfortable to start playing it, but it's also like you don't speak the language anymore. Ooh. You know, interesting, right? I like I I sit down with it now, and it just doesn't feel like home to me, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah. And this is just so open for me to think, because I'm very lyric lyrically. I'm like uh, I want to play the same four chords for three hours, and sing over it, and find out what feels right. I'm sure it annoys the crap out of my partner, but he says he likes it. He says he likes to hear the same three chords over. Well, hey. He loves you. Yeah, he must. He does. He's, he calls me. He's like, I really like that third line. <laughs> like, why are you listening to me? Because? <laughs> because he's a lucky guy. Yeah, sure. Well, well usually. You tell him that. Yeah. Well, usually you have a guitar player with you, so you can kind of balance out yeah. the guitar piano stuff when you're, when you're doing it. I actually have to say one of my very favorites of yours is a piano song, We Know Not, is a brilliant song. Oh, really? Yeah. I could do that one today. Well, too. good. Um, yeah. Just, just as, a, as a rule, though, I mean, you, you sound good with both. Actually, all three instruments, they all work for oh, you. So thanks. don't put the guitar away forever. Keep Brian around and yeah. have him play guitar. And oh, I, lo that, I think that's part of it, too. When you get... Um, you got lazy, you didn't get, you? <laughs> yeah, you get good players. You know, Brian was my guitar teacher. Oh, jeez. Uh, he's, he's the master of all instruments. Um, but Speaking he, of Brian Riley, yeah. just so people know who we're he, talking about. He'll definitely watch this and yeah. be like, oh, I'm so hey, Brian. proud of you, friend. Um that's how he talked. Uh, he, yeah, he came along and he played guitar in my band and he's just so good that now I'm like, I don't even want to touch a guitar. Yeah, it just, makes sense. You know, but if he does it right and it sounds good with my voice like that, then we'll keep it that way. And he, and he can take what you've written on piano and turn it into oh, absolutely. a guitar piece. Yeah. So, yeah, so. He's known me as long as, um, I think actually a little longer than you. I met him when I was like 13 or 14. And so it like... Even if we don't always agree stylistically on production or where a song's going, I know that like he's the one person that I want to show the song to because he always brings me back to. He's like, no, but this is the thing <laughs> that you need to stick. This is the thing that you need to keep. You can do whatever else you want, but you need to keep you, and it needs to be on top of the music. And it's just like, yeah, it's good to have somebody who knows That's you awesome. musically like that. You That's know? awesome. Well, part of your journey, if I remember correctly, is that you were classically trained. Oh, yes. <laughs> at what point of your life was this? Where was this in your, uh, your history? Um, started at age seven or eight, I forget. I think it was um, seven. I started folk and like musical theater and then went into classical naturally um, at eight. And that was my whole life. I went to Interlochen for two summers um, for operetta and classical voice and then singer-songwriter. Um, continued opera until I maybe th three years ago. Um, I and I just was touring a lot, and so I got out of it. Um, I would were, love to get back to it. You were doing opera three years ago. Yeah, I mean not singing out, just training. It's like working out. It's like working yeah. out for your voice. And I like I remember I freaked out. We had a show at the Masonic Temple a couple of years, two years ago, a year ago. I remember missing that show. And, yes. Oh. Yes, I was, I was but, sad but I posted videos of all of it. It was yeah. a great show. I mean, I can I shouldn't say that about my own shows, but 
we felt You're proud really, of it. really really good that night. But I was going into it a week before, and I was in my head, and I was like, my voice isn't strong enough. So I went in, and I had um, a, a vocal lesson with a woman who's been training me for most of my life. And she was like, no, nope, you're fine. And then I thought, I worked out. I'm, I'm totally fine. Like, it has that effect on you. It's like being prepared, you know, warming up. But. I, just, I just have never heard you do anything in the operatic field. And I, oh. I just didn't. I mean, I knew that you've done I it. I could but do it. <laughs> I'm not going to say no to that. I don't know if I could do it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't need to do it into this mic. <laughs> um, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> you would be surprised how many, because a lot of people know that now because I've said it in articles and things like that. So I get a lot of calls from rappers uh, who are like, can you do some, sample some operatic vocals on my, nice. <laughs> so I'm like, no, you don't want that. Oh, I think they might. I Just, don't know. Very cool. Do you remember where your first gigs were that you did as a kid? Yes. My first ever gig was, um, I had like a couple of weekly ones, mm -hmm. which I think was the greatest thing that. I could have ever done and my parents like were just like yeah we'll take you we'll drive you there um my grandma actually got me my first gig at caribou coffee nice. it's now gone yeah the one um, on rochester road the one on uh uh adams and tinkin okay and it was great i did it every friday and uh yeah and then i did max and irma's and those are gone now mm -hmm. sure it's all I'm, I'm seeing a a path of destruction yes it's all tied back to me, I don't know. I, I like a bunch of like bars and restaurants and cafes and things like that. And you know, when other kids were going to football games, I was just like, oh nope, I've got a gig tonight. So, but no, but I didn't think it was a sacrifice. I was like, this is my job, That's and I love is. doing it. You know, I get to go sing. At the time, I was singing mostly cover songs, but I get to go sing cover songs for three hours and just play guitar. Like, it's a great what place better to start. than that, right? Yeah, I mean, you're, you know? you're cutting your teeth in front of people. Right. You're getting a chance to be. Uh, live performer before you actually have to be on a stage where you're the main focus and it's kind of good practice right. for that where was your first gig <laughs> i'm not a musician but i know but you but you you know as a mobile disc jockey i really DJ, don't remember i, I remember guess, right. i remember whose wedding it was it was my cousin doug's wedding but i don't remember what hall it was in That's unfortunately cool, a wedding hey yeah i mean i no, actually i dj i dj the uh pep rallies at my high school before i graduated hey that's so see go. that's earlier it is earlier. What'd you spin? Uh, <laughs> at the time, I was using two tape decks and a CD player. Uh. Yeah, you have to fast forward to get to the songs on the tape decks. It was a little bit more challenging cool. then. But uh, I didn't ever, never really use turntables to DJ, which is weird because I had records. That's okay. I just never did. Why sound quality? Uh, they're heavy. No, that's that's a good. That's why I didn't play keyboard for the longest time. It's heavy. Too heavy, you know. It's heavy. You got to go with convenience and comfort and. That sounds good. <laughs> so beyond the coffee houses and the restaurants, what was your first stage that you played on? You played on some great stages yeah. in your life. Do you remember? Some really awesome stages. Um, my first, oh gosh, I don't, I can't remember. I, I know there were a couple of festivals. There were, uh, it was really grassroots the way that we made connections and got gigs and things like that. And I wouldn't change it for the world, but like, you know, we'd meet somebody's cousin and then they would get me on a festival. So one of the first ones was um, The Loft in Lansing. Yeah. I played a, a festival there with a friend. And then shortly after that, I played, I think it might be reopened now, but it was closed, Emerald Theater in Mount Clemens. Oh, did they reopen it? Good. I think that they did. And at the time, it, they were, it was like right before they were closing it. And there was this big rock show. And they just put me right in the middle of the, <laughs> in the, middle of the set, whatever. And they were like, yeah, play three songs. 
and I was so nervous, and it was such a big stage at the time that I forgot to plug in my guitar. So I played the first three songs without, I was like, why isn't it making sound? <laughs> and my drummer, Matt, my old friend Matt on the cajon was like, plug your <laughs> guitar in. What is your problem? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, you live and you learn. We do. We <laughs> big stages. We do. Big stages will get to you. Well, how about another song? It's Olivia Deer in studio today on Acoustic Alternatives. What would you like to do next? Sure. Um, back in time, go forward in time, something new, something old. Um, well, you said We Know Not. I did say We Know I Not. I haven't played that one in a long time. Um, it's a darn shame. Do you want me to? I do. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be fun. This is like a test, but an emotional one. Amen, I said from the third row. Off to bed by ten, it's all that I know. And I'm too young to die, but too old to cry, that's what I'm told. Seven years ago? Yeah. 
So there's an official video for that, and there's also a performance video of that. The yes. performance video, I think, does Bob Mervac play, play keys on that one? I did. You did, okay. I played it on a rooftop with James on trombone. That's right. Playing backups, weirdly enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, it worked, though. Yes. So. <laughs> that one's available on your current website, because yes. you have had a couple of websites over the years, and we'll get yes. to the reason for that as we continue through your life, <laughs> as we look at the life of Olivia Stay Deer. tuned. Stay tuned. Next. Oh, my goodness. So have you ever actually ever held another job other than musician? Like, did you ever do anything that wasn't musician? Well. I guess recently you did, but not, not including that. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> it was like, uh, well, I've, you know, my parents own a, their own business, so I've helped them with, like, jobs around the office, like, assisting them, and I did some web design. Um, but that was just, like, fun things. No, music's always been the job, though. I mean, it was never, like, not, I don't know the transition of where it became a job, because I was just like, it's fun, and then yeah. one day somebody paid me for it, and I was like, all right, now everyone's going to pay me for it's it. It's more fun now that I'm getting paid, yeah. <laughs> right, but yeah, it, yeah, it's always been I didn't do babysitting or anything like that. Nope. Yeah. Never I, worked at a restaurant? Never did any of those? No, I've always wanted to. What? I know. It's really weird. I've always wanted to, like, uh, bartend or, like, be a waitress or, or host. I just, I think I crave that, like, the starving artist thing. Move to L.A. Right. If I did move, I, I absolutely would have to. I mean. Because yeah, you wouldn't make it. Right now, yet, you can't make a living making music. It's right. been 2021 yet. No. We'll get there. Yeah. Well, now we're going to jump a little bit forward because... Kind of a big deal. I mean, I don't know if you know this, but who you? Oh, me. You're kind of a big deal. You've I done, thought you meant it's. You know, it's you, you. You've done a fair amount of like well, significant things. So in, are you. I don't know if you know this. I, but I'm you're not. Kind of a big deal. Well, I mean, anybody who has the power, um, the power in their own community that you have, I would say, is a pretty big deal. Well, used to, but I'm I'm working on it. No, but... no, never used to. No, I strongly strongly you. disagree with that on the. On the meter of agree to disagree. <laughs> okay, fine. Disagree. I'm not going to argue with you in, in a public forum. All right. I'll but, fight with you all day. I'm not afraid to. It's arm wrestle. Right. <laughs> it's so COVID. It's, we can't arm wrestle. No, we can't touch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's been long enough since the uh, the televised singing contest. It's been about what, seven years since that happened. Yeah, longer maybe. Yeah, about seven maybe. Yeah. That sounds so, right. It was America's Got Talent, right? Yep. And you made the semifinals? I remember this right? It's been so long. Quarterfinals. Yeah, Quarterfinals, yeah. okay. Yep. I know it's kind of, I, I attribute that to like this thing that I started doing. I'm so sensitive. I'm still super sensitive, but like I, I've started to block out, out bad memories. I don't know if that's a positive <laughs> thing or a negative thing, but like there are parts of my life that are just, I know that they happen, but I've, they're kind of missing the, the whole me being there. I've done that. Like that entire thing was like that. I'm not that it was an all bad experience. It was just not an um, experience that I would ever do again or want my children or anyone I love to go through it. If that makes any sense. It does. It was uh, part of my question. Right. Like, well, how do you feel about televised singing contest was essentially the, the, the yeah. question. And you think it's kind of a bad idea. I think it's an awful idea. I think it's a great idea if um, if you have no sense of, like, uh, this, how do I phrase this without sounding like a total butthead? Um, if you have no creativity in the songwriting making part of it, <clears throat> if you don't care about that, you're, you're looking for somebody else to roadmap that, and you just you just sing. You know, because there are vocalists who don't write anything and they blow my mind and they sing like they write it or they, you know, it's like coming from their soul. Mm -hmm. And that's amazing. But like, that's not what these shows are fostering. So 
if you go on to with any sense of like self or like your artistry, mm-hmm. your, which most artists hold near and dear. That's like all we care about is my identity is in the music. And Lyrics. So, you know, yeah. what they're trying to do is they're trying to put you in this like box of something that they can sell, which is like as an artist, the worst thing that we're trying to avoid that. We're like, we want to be free. We want. Right. <laughs> so I would say if you if you care about the, the art side of things, then probably don't venture into it. But if you if you want to just show your skills and, <laughs> and make something happen, you know, why not? But uh, yeah. was there any advantage to have done it? Like at the time, did it open any doors for you? Um, some shows. I, I, they asked me to audition just solo, um, but I was super hesitant to do it in the first place. So I just took a couple friends and I formed a band. So going on to it, we didn't even, I didn't enter it with my own name. So like people who liked us had to like search for, mm-hmm us because we didn't have any my band name didn't have any music out there it was a brand new band we formed for the show so the people that found me were like diehards so we got i i think right after like a week after the show ended i went and played a wedding in oregon (laughs) for some people that were big fans of the show so that was i mean i think even if i meet one great person it was all worth it okay uh (laughs) so yeah why not it was good yeah (laughs) Strangely, they made you sing a Queen song, and that's how you got eliminated. But that's yeah. that's the, how the script was written. They probably didn't intend on keeping you. Otherwise, they would have given you something more fitting for your, for yeah. your voice. Yeah, I, I was... I, it's so weird, because there are so many contracts, but now I feel like they're not listening to me anymore, so I can talk about well, it. You, you shouldn't, know? then. I don't want to get you in No, trouble. I mean, I think it's... I think I'm good. <laughs> uh, but, it, you know, they they give you some song options, and they have it made up in their minds. It's a production. You know, that's fine. Sure. Um, it's about ratings. But we we knew going into it that Fat Bottom Girls wasn't necessarily the, the best option for me, a not Fat Bottom Girl and these two boys. <laughs> but they gave us the options of that. I think it was uh, Take On Me, Don't Stop Believing, uh, Fat Bottom Girls, and one other song. And we were like, well, God, if there's one that, that we can really try and like make goofy and make our own, that, and if we're going to have to play it on ukulele. We asked for like a choir. We were like, if we're going to do that, we want to make it. A big, big thing, yeah. like a big crazy thing. And, you know, I think that they just had their minds made up when looking back, hindsight. But, you know, I'm glad that I wasn't the winner of <laughs> America's no. Got Talent or anywhere close to it. Yeah. I'm glad that I did it with some friends and that I got to experience reality TV. Yeah. Because it's truly unlike anything else. It is the furthest thing from reality. And I, I mean that, like, in the nicest way possible. It is the biggest dream world. Everything's... <laughs> fake you know but but now i watch reality tv and i'm like i wonder if he does have a twin brother <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> how much of the story is made up right well after that you got a chance to do some pretty cool things as far as going on and touring for yourself yeah and uh there's some pretty decent names on your resume people you've opened up for or played with mm-hmm. brag a little bit let's hear about some of the experiences you had on the road with some bragging um, it's okay. This this is about you know you. I, you know this is like so uncomfortable. I know, for me to but talk I, about I, I, I I'm trying to I'm trying to give people a sense of who you are. Yeah. And what you've accomplished because you're so a sense humble. Of who you are? <laughs> well, this isn't about me. This is this, you're very humble, and I love yeah. that about you. But you have done some really great things. I, I got called fake humble a couple of years ago by somebody who knows me really well, and he, he was just saying it to get to me, get under my skin, and I was like, 
No. no. I was like, no. that's nice of you to say. You're not fake I was humble. like, I don't think I'm humble, period. I think I just don't want to talk about it. I don't think any sane person wants to tell you all the wonderful things about them. because You have you know. to write a bio, though, and it's right. in your bio. It but, is in my bio. But it's it's kind of cool what yeah. you've done. I and mean, not a lot of people from this area have been on tour with yeah. um, How, with, Howie Day. Uh, yeah, Teddy Geiger, Howie Day, Ryan Cabrera, Tyler Hilton, um... We did we did this couple shows or the one show with Jeff Daniels now uh, Orla Gartland, Sawyer Fredericks, um, gosh a bunch yeah. I know there's a lot more yeah. I'm missing some oh we we played that show with uh, Michael Bolton, um, <laughs> which is a weird In Detroit. one Detroit yeah that was cool uh, but there are some more people that we played shows with there's actually because you know when you tour so much and you jump on different shows with people in different markets. There are some people who I played with when I was like 18, 19, and you know, I was like, oh, cool, you're a songwriter, you're good, like moving on. And then fast forward five years later, they are like uh, crazy famous online. And I'm like, I, I mean, I thought you were great, but I never would have guessed of all the people like that you're blowing up now. It's yeah. like, it's pretty cool to see songwriters that, you know, you just saw on stage next to you that are like, getting national recognition so that's what it's all about and that's what's going to happen for you eventually oh, this is this I is the know. path that you're on this is <laughs> well, you're paying your dues you're, you're doing the touring you're doing the yeah. you're doing it the right way as far as i'm concerned yeah well, i and feel like i made it already it's like yeah. you know making a live well not right now <laughs> making a living and making art that i like that's the biggest thing is like making music that i like is so good that's making it <laughs> you know sounds cheese but that's the truth yeah you know it's like doing a job that you love. You're like, all right, that's what that's supposed to feel exactly. like. Of all the people that you did the touring with, I think Sawyer Fredericks might be the only one you actually did a recording with. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. Um, that was actually set up before we even went on tour together. I met Sawyer through Mitch Album because um, we were both on this soundtrack that Mitch Album had um, an accompaniment to one of his books. Mm -hmm. It was all themed about music. So Sawyer wrote a song for the book, and then I was the one local Detroit artist that Mitch put on the record, and, which is really cool. Uh, which as well. is really really cool. Yeah, I, mean, I don't I don't think about these things much, but it was really cool at the time. I mean, Tony Bennett's on the record. Ingrid Michaelson's on that record. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's an I, awesome I own, record. I, I own that CD. Yeah, it's it's good, and we were just lucky to be on it. But yeah. I, but I heard Sawyer at the release event that we did at the Fox, and um, kind of talked to him backstage. You know, I'm very like, hey friend, how you doing? Uh, and I think he likes that I wasn't like. Oh, sorry. You were on The Voice. Right, yeah. and I became friends with his mom, and we were just hanging out backstage, and so I kept in touch with them, and when I was recording the record in New York, the song wasn't even a duet. It was just a solo love song, and I texted his mom, and I was like, do you think Sarah would want to drive to New York? Because they were like three hours from New York where they lived, and she's like, yeah, we'll come to New York. When do you want us there? I'm like, next week, so... <laughs> Nice. They came at Joven. They had never been to the city. They live in New York, but they had never been into the city. And they were oh. like, "This is our first time in Brooklyn." Like, wow! So it was kind of cool to 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 actually get to know them before touring and have him on the record. You know. So it seems like you would have done more collaborating in your career than that. But you just recently did a collaboration. You were a background trio vocalist. Oh yes. A really cool recording oh, of one of my favorite songs, "Candy Log and yes. Celebrate Me Home." Tell me about that. Um, it was really, really uh, like a. It's weird to collaborate right now more than ever. But um, I've done a lot of like random collaborations, but we don't like trade names and things like that. That one was one that came about because Ray Williams is another 
um, artist on the same grant program that I'm on, and she's a, a really wonderful um, songwriter, vocalist, um, who lived in Nashville for m most of her life, but is from here. Moved back here. She got called by one of the news stations to record a Christmas song this year, and she's like, I don't really want to do it alone, and that's kind of how she talks. I don't really want to do it alone, and... <laughs> Uh, and I was like, you should do it alone. You should, you should definitely do it alone. And I'm always throwing songs at her because she's got this big country star voice, beautiful voice. And I said, you should sing Celebrate Me Home by Kenny Loggins because that's one that I've done. But my version is so underststated, and that's just the way that I like to deliver songs anyways because it's me. That's you, yeah, for <laughs> You sure. know, it's my person. It wouldn't sound right if I was doing anything else. And, and so I was like, I want to hear her version of this. She said, I'm not going to do it alone. Like, like we should do it. And I was like, if anything, I'll sing backup vocals. I don't want to, I don't want to take a verse. I was just like, I just don't, with our voices singing the same song, it doesn't make sense. So then Tasha Owens, uh, who's a really amazing blues singer from here. She's super well known in the area for blues is her world. You know, mm -hmm. she came onto it and, uh, did a verse. It was great. And it, they just, you know, killed it. It's so funny because they always think the two of them are really good friends and they always say, oh, we've got such similar timbres to her voice. And then I got in the, the studio with them and I was kind of like directing and whatever, you know, me bossing people around. And their voices are so different. It's just cool to hear so many. Nobody sounds the same. Even if you've got a similar range, you got a similar style, everybody's got their own thing. And I don't know. It was a cool video. Yeah, I, it was fun. It was fun to be a part of in any sort of way. I was like, I don't know if I want to do it. She's like, you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't so. forget the other collaboration you did because the first guest on Acoustic Alternatives from the Grove Studios was Chris DuPont. My favorite man. Yes, yes. I love Chris DuPont. Ypsilanti's own. So we can't forget that Retrieve yep. is now available you with your vocal. You're supposed to be writing, uh, doing an online writing session. So. Can't wait for that. Yeah. Any other artists you want to work with that's on your list, whether they're local or national or international? Oh, tons. I mean, a, a ton. Uh, Are you pursuing any of them? Um, some of them. A lot. Uh, I sent out a message last week that I wanted to write, do some Zoom writing sessions because I've gotten some done and they <laughs> they worked. Cool. Um, and so I wanted to write with some local people in, in that way. So there are a bunch of great producers and vocalists out of Detroit right now and just want to mess around with that. Um, but then nationally, there's out west. I feel like we I was collaborating with a ton of people, and then this sort of threw a wrench in all of that. I don't want to. Should I name name? I don't know. No, I won't. That's why I asked. <laughs> I asked if you want. I mean, there's. Like I, a can, wish list. I should pull up a list. Um, there are some some artists from around here. Um, Noah DeLeon is uh, uh, an artist, an acoustic artist from Detroit. Nick Herbs, another acoustic artist from Detroit. Noah's dad and I know each other. Really? Yeah, I, I used to. Well, I mean, he, when his dad worked at Harmony House, I worked at a record store. What? Yes. You know what's weird about Noah? Um, so uh, I met him at a show that we were both playing. We are third cousins uh, once removed. Oh, really? Yeah. We just, my, my mom said, you know, you're related to Noah. She <laughs> saw me posting about him once. I was like, how? What? Yeah. I, can, I couldn't explain it to you right now, but it's right. very clear that we are not by blood. If you've ever seen the two of us, we don't look <laughs> much alike. But he's, he's really a talented producer and talented songwriter. There are a bunch of great songwriters out of here. There's a bunch of great vocalists, females, too. Um, Kylie Ray uh, Phillips, I mean. Yeah. You've already, yeah, you guys should work with, with Kylie. That'd be good. <laughs> uh, you've, you've been saying that for years, but it's hard right now. It is hard right now. Well, <laughs> I'm trying to think of people, but. It's okay. I made a whole list of people last week. And 
Let's distract you with a now song. No, I'm blanking on Do it. another song. Let's let's drop that. Do another song. I can pull up my list. Um, all right, another song. Let me think about this. There's a lot of people out of Assemble Sound, too. I don't know if you know Assemble Sound. I'm aware of the name, but yes. I don't know the people. It's a collective in Detroit, and it's mostly art, the young people, and they're younger than me, I feel like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Everyone's so hip and young. I'm an old lady. But yeah, tons of people. If you want to collaborate with me, <laughs> give me a call. This is the advertisement. I've got some um, really sad lyrics I could give you. but. You oh, know. please. Oh, I came up with one today that was really sad. Um, nah. <laughs> Not right now. <laughs> it's too sad. I'm going to do better, if that's okay. Yes, and that'll lead us into our next topic. Perfect. Because uh, this is the song that just released, the, the acoustic version. Yeah. I 
be good Better. Olivia Deer is in studio on Acoustic Alternatives from the studios of uh, Grove Studios in Ypsilanti, a place that uh, is available for your music needs if you want to rent. It is a fantastic place to check out, and we'll give Olivia a tour later on. It's great in here. I, I don't know Ipsy super well, so it's always like a new exploration when I come out this way. I go to Cultivate sometimes. Yep. Yep, because that's a spot. Yeah, sure But is. this is a cool spot. This is a hidden gem. Really? Yeah, it is. I wish we had something like this in Detroit. We might have something similar, but not, no. You know? No. Not Ann Arbor this... and Ipsy have a whole different uh, fostering of art. And, yeah. <laughs> you know? It's a different scene. Yep. For sure. But related. So that song is the first song that you released. And not to say that I... I have nothing to do with this, but I like when people agree with my, that person's going to make it because Tidal, which is a streaming service owned by what, Jay-Z and who else? Who are uh, the other Beyonce owners? and Jack White and uh, Chris Martin and like the, a bunch of superstars just were like, yeah, yeah, let's make a platform by artists for artists. That actually makes money for the artists. Yeah. Yeah. What a great concept. Yeah. And they recognized five artists from Detroit mm -hmm. as their first batch. And you and your previously mentioned friend Ray were two of the five. And that, I'm, I'm patting myself on the back, validates my saying yep. that Olivia has potential to be a national yep. recording artist. Well, you're always right. I'm not always right. <laughs> I want to be right. This is the kind of thing I want to be right about. It. One, of, one of my friends gets recognized for her talent. And that was the first single that they let you release. And, of course, things got a little derailed in 2020. I'm sure yeah. the plans were by now to release more than just the one single. Yeah. You know, we're supposed to each have three singles out with videos and full um, marketing behind them and cover art that was wonderful and things like that. And then, you know, got, all got stopped. But it's not stopped forever. It's no, just paused. Just, that's exactly what I, I... I was like, you know, there's so, there's so many things that happened in 2020 um, and still happening now that were far more important than me releasing this music and i think that the music's really great and i'm excited about it and i care about it so much but um also like there's there needs to be space for uh people who aren't young white women hmm. uh, to speak and share what they're feeling and and it just wasn't the time for me to talk right now you know no. if that makes any sense to aside, anybody out there I, I, I get it i just didn't feel um like i had anything positive to, to add to that situation, I felt like um, I wanted other people, the Black Lives Matter movement, the, I mean, our country in general, to have the peace and the safety to do what they wanted to do for a little bit. I you respect know? that very much. <sighs> well, it's a good chance for you to rebrand yourself, too, because at that point, up until then, you had been using your birth name, yep. Olivia Millershin, and you gave yourself a new identity, essentially, because you have a new lease on in your career. I Yeah, I do. I mean, it's... I, I, Everyone thought title was leading me in that direction. No, they need a title really didn't give us much um, help with branding, with any, with music even. They just were like, here's the amount of money that you'll be given to spend. You figure it out how you want to do it. Um, and I think the people who hadn't been doing, hadn't been doing it for a long time, who didn't know what to do, they gave them some sort of guidance. But for me, one of the guys who worked for title actually, I'd played his college years before. So he knew that I was like, had been doing it for a while. So he was like, do your thing. So I kind of wished that they would have given me some sort of like, do this. Yeah. But I, instead, I just was like, I was ready to, you know, I always loved the, the writing music, but I didn't necessarily love the end result of what we 
came, what we came up with, I always felt like it was more somebody else's sound than it was mine. Um, even if the words were all mine and the music was mine, it was just somebody else's speaking through it. Uh, so th with this stuff, I really just wanted to get the production right, release the fully produced, more pop versions. Um, Olivia Deer's a more pop project, songwriter project, but then also release the demo versions, the live versions. So that's what we just released with Better mm -hmm. was the, the live version, which is just how we wrote it. You know, it was kind of a sad song. Yeah. And then I showed it to a friend and he produced it into this like still sad but danceable song yeah, I was gonna say, it's, it's, it's kind of an atypical thing for you but it yeah. sounds great it works i mean they, yeah they, they may have pitched your voice up a little bit i can't tell for sure but it, it was two keys higher which i could do um but i <laughs> i told you already i'm just like way out of practice it's usually uh I, i'm so I, I haven't played it though it's, uh, never really know which one of me you wake up to yeah. It's a little faster. It's a little, yeah. Put it in my head, I'll let you down again. Yeah. yeah. I should play it in the actual key. No. But I'm being lazy right now. No, 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 because Life people can seek that out. You. Yeah, you got to find it. Find, it's out there. <laughs> well, yeah. one, once Tidal had it exclusively, does it eventually go into the other streaming platforms? Yes, then? they get it for 30 days. Um, and then uh, it's not. it was not exclusive on January 8th. Okay. Yes. Well, over the course of your career before that, even up to that and probably past that, you've done multiple TV, multiple radio appearances. Does that stuff make you nervous at all? Do you, do you like, does it bother you or is it just, just part of your job? That stuff is, well, it depends on like, uh, you know, sound, you know, sound is different everywhere you go. Um, so <laughs> if I don't have somebody mixing it, um, running the, like EQing my voice in the way that I like it. And that, then I get nervous. If it's a new song that we, we're not prepared for, I get nervous. But for the most part, that stuff is easy. You know, the stuff that I get the most nervous for um, before all of this live streaming things happened mm. were, the, were the gigs that I didn't feel like I deserved to be on that stage. So if I was in a venue where I was like, ah, you know, I haven't paid my dues. I don't deserve to be here. I'll make myself feel bad and then I get nervous, you know, but I think that's probably not unusual. For artists, you sort of talk yourself in, talk yourself out of these situations. Because it's weird. If you think about what sure. you do too yeah. much, like, and the people just like listening to your words coming from your head, sure. it's kind of wild, the human experience. It is a little bit. You know, but the cool thing is, is like the people that like it are going to like it and the people who, who don't, like, don't need to listen to it. And the it's free. <laughs> I've often thought about bringing that that t topic up in an interview with somebody you know super well known like Dave have you ever thought about how weird your job is that your job is to sit on the stage and people stare at you and clap when you're done doing your yeah. thing like people at Burger King don't get clapped for serving their burger to you no it's a social experiment right it's yeah, very it's weird yeah it's but, really weird I mean they're screaming like I think concerts in general are just weird like big concerts I went to my first big concert like just a couple of years ago because I was so used to going to my friends like nice intimate shows mm -hmm. people screaming in the middle of songs yeah, what what dude. is that about like what know. what are you doing did they do that when we went to see ingrid together all those years ago i think they might have actually where was that was that at was it hill, hill i think it was yeah. Hill? yeah they did but n a lot less than uh royal oak, when i saw her at the royal oak music yeah, theater because it's just that it's a lot of times it's the room more mm -hmm. than anything yeah. if it's seated or standing and yeah it is crazy stuff well, speaking of TV appearances, you've been 
dabbling in another realm, from what I gathered. And I just recently saw a show that you did for 20 Front Street, the great oh, venue yeah. in Lake Orion. Oh, yeah. It sounded and looked awesome. That's oh, like the experience <laughs> with 20 Front Street has been among the best live streams that I've seen. They do amazing work, really, with sound and video. I felt kind of bad about that one. That was one I did. Those are the things I get nervous for, is those live streams. It was great. Those get, I, for some reason, I don't know what it is. It's the fact that no, there's no interaction. You yeah. know, it's just you talking to yourself, and you get done. And you, but yeah. they, I mean, they made it sound look great. So we were just lucky that they asked us to <laughs> do uh -huh. it. But during the show, I learned something that you had been doing song placements in apparently Hallmark movies. Yes. Did you ever figure out what movies the songs were in? Uh, no, still don't know. Oh my um, but I do know that they're not placed until next holiday season. Oh, so, so your, my mom and dad mom were watching all of them and then I found out uh, probably a week before Christmas uh, that it wasn't until <laughs> next year and my mom's like, oh, I wouldn't take it back. You know, I'm still, she was going to watch them anyways, but. Have you had other songs placed in TVs and movies? You have, haven't you? Yeah, quite a few. Um, and Better hasn't been, I haven't pitched it, so it's like a lot of times um, network executives and or like nowadays streaming platforms, Netflix and Hulu, um, you have to pitch to them. They don't just find music that they like. Mm -hmm. That used to be it. You know, that's how Grey's Anatomy was making was making artists. Yeah, for really. sure. For a while, you know, Ingrid was, you yep. know, Matt Nathanson. A lot of was, people were. And, which is really wonderful. It's a great way to do that. Now playlists do that for artists, I guess. It's the same sort of world. But, but yeah, no, the new song hasn't, the new music in general hasn't been pitched anything. I'm excited to actually pitch it for things because I think that especially the instrumental versions are going to be able to be uh, one size fits all for a bunch of <laughs> so that's something you do yourself you don't have like a person doing that for you no in the past I've had a company I was signed to the BMG licensing in New York um, and that's really great if you find the right fit it's like a label if you find the right fit then it works for you and if you don't it's like you go by the wayside you know if they're representing you and uh, Nicki Minaj, it's like one of them's gonna get more attention yeah. because obviously that artist is making more money, you know, for for them, and that makes total sense. But you need somebody who's like, I believe in this project and right. I want it to be heard on all of these things. Yeah. So did the songs that you wrote for the Hallmark Channel things were they Christmas songs or were they just yes. songs? Okay. Yeah. So do you plan a Christmas album at some point? Um, hoping to do a. Four to five EP next year. I should have just done oh, this it this year, year but uh, or this year. Oh it's my god! It's twenty twenty one. I know. Oh. So later this year. Oh gosh! You're gonna it's do, happening. You're gonna do your own version of "Celebrate Me Home," aren't you? Yes. God. Yes, I'm definitely gonna do that. It's one. It's one awesome. of my all time favorite songs. Period. Um, and yeah, I'm ready to. I remember I was at the Ark. We did the Ragbirds Christmas show, mm -hmm. and I sung that song, mm -hmm. and I was terrified that because uh, that was one of those I don't deserve to be here. Yes, you did deserve situations, to be there. but I sung. Please celebrate me home. The first line, and I heard all of the ARC room go. Yep. Collectively. And I thought, I'm hearing things. And I get off stage, and Aaron goes, they all went. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I need to sing that song more. That felt so good. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. It was cool. You know, I was there. that's the stuff I miss. Yeah. Like, that's the. I mean, not not just somebody liking what you do. It's just the fact that you do something and then they react. Like that's the, what we crave. <laughs> Craving that <laughs> no again, doubt. right? Yep, for sure. Olivia Deer is my guest on Acoustic Alternatives today. We've talked about a lot of things we've done, but she's done something else that a lot of my other fellow musician friends haven't done: a children's book too, oh, like gosh. a children's book that goes along with a song that you just like randomly wrote one day. You're saying all 
these things. I forget that I did all these things. You did things. a lot of things. It's been a long, well, it was a long year. I forgot about my entire life before 2020. You did a lot of things. Yeah. So the children's book, I mean, I don't know how well it did for you. The song was really fun and cool. And the book's really cute. It did, it did really wonderfully. It was a, like sold a bunch for um, holiday gifts for the first year they put it out and sure. for birthdays and uh, Easter. And then we did, I think it was like just over 50 um, school visits in Michigan. That's sweet. Which was great. You know, because I don't have any, like, little nephews, nieces, or anything like yeah. that. Well, now I, I guess I have James's um, family, but you, you, don't, you forget, like, how kids are and how cool they are. Yeah. So when you get to, like, interact with them, you're like, this is great. Is that a thing you would want to explore again, children's music or another no, book? absolutely not. But, no. um, I mean, I wouldn't say no to it, but it's a lot more work than uh, I thought it would be. And it's something that's totally different than music, you know, like the like selling your book in stores is uh, having a product to some, I think merch is overwhelming in general, mm -hmm. carrying that stuff, you know, <laughs> I got to carry <laughs> this thing everywhere. Yep. Um, but, but Hey, if it came about and somebody asked me to and funded it, sure. <laughs> but until then, I think I'm just going to stick to making records. That makes sense. Right. Well, of all the things we've mentioned, there's one I still haven't mentioned oh. that I think is the coolest thing that you've done since I've known you. Oh gosh. What is it? Are you gonna out, are you gonna like tell them my deepest darkest secrets? No, okay. I'm gonna say that. I don't know what it would be anyway. Who, who in the world? Nobody. I don't think anybody has posthumously. I can't use the word properly, but uh, yeah, no, du that's it. Duetted with John Lennon. Oh, your version of Imagine that was on the Olympics, well, which is yeah. not even available, which drives me crazy that I can't buy this this recording that you. They they merged your vocals and John Lennon's vocals and the yeah. violin work of what's her name again? Sonia Lee. Sonia Lee, and it was used for a, a skating routine in the Olympics a couple of years ago, and it was amazingly beautiful. I'm like, oh my god, she got the duet with John Lennon. Yeah, like who does that? Well, weirdly enough, when I the whole situation was just so wacky, and because you know with the Olympics, they they needed they they had to the music had to match their routine and then their routine changes up until the day before so like Sonia who arranged the whole thing and played it um was like changing it so i came in she, after like i don't even know they had some insane top 20s vocalists female vocalists that had already sung it and the russian coach for chalk and baits these ice dancers was like no this isn't right that's not right so she called me randomly and was like come try these vocals out so after i recorded my vocals i didn't even know what it was for <laughs> i didn't know if i got the gig i didn't hear the song the finished song she tells me like a week later that oh it's for these ice ice dancers i was like cool didn't know they were going to be olympic <laughs> ice dancers and then she's like slowly they're making it through all of these preliminaries and she's like oh they're actually going to be in the olympics I'm like, that's amazing. I still haven't heard the song. <laughs> so until uh, I think it was the World Cup, or not the World Cup, the World, uh, oh, I forget, one of the uh, the later rounds, I hadn't even heard it yet, and I just started bawling. I mean, to hear hear his voice alone. I know. is, And that's one of my favorite records. You know, there's an amazing documentary on Netflix called Above Us Only Sky, all about the making of that record, and it's just like, I don't <laughs> the fact that they allowed me to be a small part of it. Surreal. <sighs> so that's, I mean. But yeah, it's not out anywhere. And no. that, it actually makes me uh, really sad too. Sonia's like talked about, oh, maybe I'll put it out. And she did such beautiful work. Maybe with you'll it. put it out, Sonia. Sonia, are you listening? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, take a listen to this, Sonia. Um, and she, it, it, neither of us were named on it either. 
No. Like artist-wise, no. it said I think it said Imagine by John Lennon, which is fine. Sure. But everybody was commenting on when they were coming up and doing their routine. They were like, "This is such an awesome version by the Pentatonics." <laughs> no, <laughs> not. No, no. Pentatonics are great, right. but they are not. No. Not who you were listening to Mm-mm. at all. <laughs> Crazy stuff. <laughs> but I was like, hey, if they're confusing me with the pentatonics, me with five voices, five That's wonderful. <laughs> pretty cool. Right. <laughs> I'll take it. All right. Let's hear your voice again. Would you like to sing another one? Oh, gosh. Sure. Could you please? Sure. Um, what else are you working on? Well, I can write you my my song about COVID. Yeah. Okay. I mean, still I can sing it. you my song about COVID. Um, yeah, we are still in it. I didn't think it would go this long. God, nobody did. I know. My mom and I went for a walk the first week of quarantine. We were kind of going nuts. We just went for a distance walk because we were freaked out. And I was like, how much longer do you think this is going to go on? She said, maybe a week, maybe two. <laughs> and then it went on for we're eight almost, months. Oh. almost a year. Does the song have a title? Yeah, it's called Indefinite. I don't know if you've heard this one yet. Um, so, like, that was the word that people kept using when this first started, indefinite, and, um, and that's, like, a, a word that I think is one of the scariest ones, um, like, it's a horror word to me as a musician, as a person, I just want to have, like, an end goal, so, um, I wrote this about being very scared of the indefinite but, but not wanting to waste my life with worry, okay, I'm just gonna sing it. Explaining words that you already wrote. (laughs) Weird. Sorry, I'm just thinking about the chords. All right, I got it. I got it. (laughs) I don't want to be a glass house Filled up with autumn and secrets and ghosts And I don't want to get too dirty Tell you I'm taller, but I did not grow you don't want to be a letdown, no Kicking up leaves and calling home Every other time you fall down, yeah I have a bad dream, can't sleep alone So I'm counting worries, counting waves Numbers are my friend these days If it's indefinite Running at the wall like over and over. I'm getting older. If it's irrelevant, let go. Don't waste an April with over and unders. We're not getting younger. No, we are not getting younger. I don't want to be a fly risk. I don't want to hear my head right now Every other woe and what if Is a waste of space And a waste
waste of hours Checking corners, looking out Feels a lot like looking down If it's indefinite Why are we running at the wall like Over and over I'm getting older If it's irrelevant Let go, don't waste an April with Over and unders We're not getting younger Olivia Deere with brand new music called Indefinite on Acoustic Alternatives. Thanks for doing that. Thanks for debuting that song. It probably hasn't been played out yet, has it? No, not at all, actually. Uh, I played it three steps too high, actually. Oh, well. Nobody, <laughs> nobody knows that yet. No, now they do. I, I, I meant to uh, click a synth button, and I pressed transpose. <laughs> mm. And that was not good. And I was That's why I was like, well, uh -oh. this doesn't sound right, but I'm not going to question myself. And then I you know, noticed it. Yeah, but it's okay because that's showbiz, kids. And you know what? What happens in the real Still world? Still sung it, and that's fine. <laughs> well, that kind of leads me to the final questions I have for you about yeah. uh, living in the pandemic. I mean, fi financially, this has mm. to be challenging as a musician for you. Uh, how are you making? How are you making it work? How are you doing? Uh... <laughs> and what can people do to help people like you? Oh, well, it was a really like I don't have any merch out anymore. Mm because um, of the switch from Olivia Millersh to Olivia Deer. So it's a perfect time for this to hit. And what did you do with the merch? I mean, to not have anything to sell online. I have a little left, but not much. Um, and I don't have the online store up yet on my new website. So like, I didn't have anything to direct people to that way. Um, but immediately when it started, I, you know, I've been touring for so long that I have some savings. Oop. I'm very lucky in that yeah. way. Like, I, I think about artists that, you know, haven't been doing the college market and things like that. Which just saved my butt, saved James's butt too. But you know he's got a nice job that he's working from home, um, with. But uh, I, I've been, I've been doing um, DoorDash when I'm bored, and that was like great. It was like uh, what forty or fifty bucks an hour, um, which not bad money, you no, know. And it was kind of fun for me because it was about two months into COVID when I started to get a little bit more comfortable. I was wearing my mask, wearing my gloves, and uh. And I never got to do anything like that. So mm -hmm. I was like, I get to go, you know, pick up someone's food. And I, I took such care, good care of it. And I'd get tipped well because I'd like text them and say, if there's anything wrong, let me know. Aww. But, you know, COVID's weird. It's really weird. And that was like m probably more for my mental sanity than anything that I did that. Mm -hmm. Just to remind myself that there were other people out there. Um, but it's also good financially because it's just something coming in. You know, we Usually this would have been my biggest season with the private events and the corporate events and holiday shows, um, which is big. It's big for all musicians, really, and we didn't have that. So that's, you know, an entire year down the drain of money. But I'm a lot more fortunate than I think than most if we have a house and we have food. Yeah. And so I can't complain too much. It's not, it's not a good year, but it's better than... Um, being broke. <laughs> yeah. Do you have to stop selling the CDs that you recorded as Olivia Miller and now that you've changed no. your name or you got to reprint them with a new name? I've got all those. I'm not going to reprint them. I think that it's good to keep those separate. There's certain things it was a little confusing to make the transition transition. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, uh, um how the surgery go? Right. It was tough. Um expensive and tough. Uh no, but <laughs> it, um 
it was, I, you know, certain things you want to keep your numbers because I've been working on my YouTube for whatever, for exactly. how long. I don't want to start from zero again and nope. tell people, please go follow my new. But other things, it was important that I start a new music page. New, But CDs, I think it's important that I keep the Olivia Millershin. Olivia Millershin. Right? Yeah, probably. Well, I hope that uh, there's a way that they can continue supporting you with title and giving you a chance to put out these singles. We've got yep. two more to put out through that. Two more, um, and then the acoustic versions of both <laughs> of those as well. Um, I'm setting up a Patreon now. Good. Because we're doing uh, covers in the studio. They're like just my own versions of songs and doing some simple videos. And I didn't think that people would actually want to see them, but I think that uh, I like to see them from other people. So Me I'm too. like, why not? If somebody wants to contribute, I'll have an Olivia Dear Patreon in the next uh, probably couple weeks. Good. Yeah. This is another way people can support music that is important yeah. being made here in the in the area. If you're watching from another market, if you're not one of the Detroit or Ann Arbor area fans of this program and you're just a fan of what Grove Studios does, check out oliviadeer.com. Did they give you? Yeah. You didn't yeah. have to add music to it or anything like no, that? No, I'm just oliviadeer.com. I can't believe that it wasn't taken, but hey, I'm the, the one, the only. How can people support you through this? How can they support? Uh, as of this growth? point, there is no way to support me because I haven't <laughs> I haven't gone to a Patreon model. Although Do you it, have, has, um, it has been suggested. Uh, a Facebook page? Of course, I have a Facebook page. I don't think I follow the this Facebook page. There's a Facebook page for me personally. There's one yeah. for the show. And I, I don't follow the one for the show. I follow yeah. your your personal one in in front of you. But yeah, well, through JohnBomarito.com, there's a tab for the acoustic brunch on JohnBomarito.com cool. where you can find out about the playlist for this. And I intend to at some point. Once Grove gives me a link, Grove has been making videos of these as you're watching. There's also supposed to be just simply audio versions where you don't have to watch us. You can just listen. Um, so that's an option, too, at yeah. some point. That'll be something that they fill out for me. Well, but I'd like to pay for something like this. I mean, let's talk about that another sessions. time. Sessions, I'm just saying. I would, I would, you know. Thanks. Podcast style uh, interview well, that's what this performance, is. right? It's, I don't know. Plenty of people do pay for that anyways. Right? I know. But I'm, I know. I like doing it. Yeah. I do it because I want to help people like you. I know. I know. And you do. So <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for joining me. I know that uh, it isn't always convenient, but you know we worked this out and we got we got uh, schedules oh, no. coordinated and we, we figured out how to do something different, something different than we did a year ago. Last, right. Last I saw you when you performed, actually you did halfway in in the studio with me about a year ago. Oh my gosh. Um, I don't even remember that. I think you did. It's nice to play to play later in the day. I don't yeah. know if artists ever tell you that in the <laughs> studio, but like every time we've been in the studio at the radio station, it's been like 11. Yeah, it's too early for noon, you. And artists are like notorious for being like, oh, I'm not ready until 5 p.m. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, I need done. coffee. So. <laughs> A pleasure to see you again. And I wish you best of luck. And I know we'll be in touch about the upcoming singles and whatever happens after that. I guess right. you get to go back to just doing your own thing and putting out EPs at your own rate or yeah. albums at your own yeah. rate. Yeah, I'll probably do a full length right. after that. Because you probably have enough songs written for a full length yeah. at this point. Yeah, I know. I'm like, it's the it's the rush to get <clears throat> them all produced and get them out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> before I get sick of them. <laughs> yeah. OliviaDeer.com, um, Acoustic Alternatives, has its own Facebook page if you want to follow that. And big thanks to Grove Studios for all they do for local scene here and give me a chance to uh, present my friends here in the studio. So thanks for joining us on the program. In a couple of weeks, I'll have another guest to be determined. A couple have been 
contacted and uh, we'll have uh, more information about that coming soon as well. Thanks, Olivia. Good to see you. Oh, good to see you. Thanks for letting me do this. My pleasure. Take care, everybody. Bye.